I'm Tara Oldridge and you're listening to The Smart Woman Show. I believe that every woman has a powerful, profitable, and impactful business inside of them that God has called them to create. This podcast is for women who have a deep sense that they want more, more out of life, relationships, and business. This show is going to give you the tools to be everything God created you to be by sharing strategies, tactics, and heart-centered lessons so you can stop stopping yourself at the fear of the unknown and finally take your inspired vision and turn it into an impactful business. There's no excuses here. Are you ready to commit? Let's do this. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Smart Woman Show. Today we have Sarah Dindashi. Dandashi. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Sarah. And um, here's the coolest thing about this woman. She's a smart woman and she's an award-winning concierge. And I got to tell you, Sarah, concierge people who have this attitude of service. And I mean, when I walk into a, a hotel, it's the first thing I look for. I'm like, where's the concierge? Because I know that person's on my team. Yes. And to just like have and be that person. Like, tell me what that's like to be that person for someone. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's really interesting because you do get to meet so many people on a regular basis. I mean, people are coming into you and, you know, whether it's solving problems or whether it's making the most of their trip, or maybe they're just in the little bind and they just need a, a voice of reason to bounce an idea off of somebody. Uh, it's pretty cool because really, really so much on a regular basis, you're interacting with these people and you get to go a little bit on their journey. So yeah. uh, you learn so much really every single day. Yeah, I know. I know. But, and I think, I think you're, you're, you're so beautiful because you're like, you're so, you're such a concierge through and through. You're such a team member. You're such a supporter. You, I, I'm, I'm thinking you don't even really realize that there's not very many people like you in this world. You know, most people just want to take, most people just want to get, I mean, even me, I walk into the hotel, I'm like, where's my support? You know, I'm looking for people like you. And so I love, I love how pure you are. So my, my first question to you is how can, because the women who are watching this series are mm -hmm. women of business, entrepreneurial women, they have multi-level marketing companies, they're real estate agents, they're doctors, they're lawyers, and they're trying to create an experience um, that that is different, that is more in tune, that is going to raise the bar for themselves, raise the bar um, financially for their businesses, career for their teams. And with this concierge attitude, mm -hmm. what would you say are the top three things that people can start to create in their conversations that change things, that shift into that kind of no place to get attitude? No place to get. Well, so the one, the number one thing as far as being a concierge is that always say yes. And to kind of explain that because it, there are several prongs to that, but always say yes. Uh, sort of with that, um, they even, it's like the basics in improv, for example, yes. And so mm -hmm. you're, you have that positive attitude and you, that can do, okay, we can figure out how to do this. These are the parameters, whether it's a price point or what you're trying to do or a reservation or a time frame. So you're given all these parameters and you have to figure it out. So the always say yes is there's always an answer and there's always a way. So I think with that attitude just out the gate, that puts you in a prime position to to really, you know, get what you need. And, and it's not in, you know, a weird selfish way, but it's like saying yes. And, um, 
And I know we were actually just talking briefly, but it's like, again, about the experience. Mm. And so often when you're engaging with people, it's about being genuine. And if you can have an experience with something, whether you're, you're going to be selling a product or whatever the case is, if you can talk about it from a really genuine place and almost kind of forget what you're saying so that you just really, it's coming out of you organically. People tap into that. And very, very quickly, they're like, I want, I want what she's having, you know? <laughs> so, um, you know, always say yes, be genuine. Um, and, and then be truthful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think so, so often being to be truthful. Uh, and by the way, manage expectations. Interesting. So go uh, hand in hand. I always say that, um, a critical part of being a concierge is managing expectations. Somebody can come to me and they might ask me for something really, really difficult. And I'll say, hey, that's really, really difficult. And that's the part where it's where you're being truthful. So you have to manage those expectations. And then when you exceed them, they understand how amazing it was what you actually did. Or um, if they understand that it's going to be difficult, you just want to be be transparent. So managing expectations, they understand what they're getting into. You understand, you know, you're making it clear what you're about to do. And, you know, everybody gets excited because now we're all playing on the same team. I love those words you said. You're like, you're like, be genuine, be truthful, be transparent. Like, yeah, duh. Right. But I feel like as, as, just human beings, we get caught up in the performance mm-hmm. of everything when we just like bring it down and we connect and it's like, hey, tell me what you need, let me support. Mm-hmm. It's like concierge to, you know, top producer salesperson, it's the same recipe, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Love oh, each t- other. <laughs> Exactly. Love each other. And and it does. And as you said, it's funny how it does seem so obvious, but sometimes the most obvious things need to be repeated because as you said, we get so caught up in whether it's the pretension or how things should seem that we kind of forget about going back to the root of things. And if you just really kind of attack things with a truthfulness, a genuineness, people, people are like, Whoa, that's fresh. (laughs) It's like, Oh, figure, you know, and it's, it, it just, and then you also feel good about things that you're doing as well too. Yeah. Another thing I picked up when you said, you're like, say yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, and then that just doesn't go for your relationships with other people. It's like, say yes to yourself. Mm-hmm. Like what is possible here? Mm-hmm. You know, not, not yes, but, but yes. And you said, exactly. yes, and. yes. And you can also, you know, yes. wow, that's powerful, Sarah. That's powerful. Okay. So, so your branding is, and, and I hope you don't mind us talking about branding. Sure. We can go around the world with you in a minute here, but your branding is very effective. I mean, like you're a professional concierge who even knew that was a thing. Mm-hmm. So obviously there's different areas and funnels like we were talking about earlier that, you know, you do, but I'd love to look at your brand and just kind of break down how you did what you, what you do, because you're very influential in your space. So mm-hmm. how did this come up? How did this concierge thing come up? So, well, I mean, I've been a concierge in hotels for over 15 years. Then I've worked in some pretty top properties. Uh, I also have a passion for film and TV. So the really funny way of how this came up is I was actually taking a writing course and then an instructor told us that he wanted us to do a vlog. And I'm like, oh gosh, what am I going to talk about? Like, 
this is interesting. And yeah. I'm like, okay, well, obviously, if you're going to create a vlog, and what are people going to want to come to? Like, where are you an authority? Where are you an expert? Mm. So, and so I really sat and I looked and I examined my day. And I'm like, well, what do I get asked about all the time? And at the time, I was like, well, I get asked a lot about things to do in LA. But oh, who would want to even hear anything about that? So naively, I thought that. But I'm like, you know what? It's an assignment. I'm just going to put it together. Uh, I guess I'll call it Ask a Concierge. Really a, a series of like happy circumstances. And um, in creating uh, the brand and creating my first video, I showed it to, to everybody in this class. And they're like, that's great. And that's think, great. <laughs> you guys You're are like, like you care about tours in Hollywood? And they're like, no, no, no. I mean, yeah, we do. But it's like, maybe we're looking for something to do on a day off. Or if we have friends in town, we want to give them an advice on what to do. And then all of a sudden, it was that light bulb moment. The information I was sharing wasn't just relevant just to tourists. I really thought it was just tourists coming to L.A., all of a sudden, I was now appealing to people that live in Los Angeles, mm -hmm. and they're just looking for something to do maybe on a weekend or an off day. So yeah. all of a sudden, my audience broadened, and that really kind of got me excited about it, and I really wanted to kind of go beyond the concierge desk because, mm -hmm. you know, traditionally speaking, concierge are in hotels, yeah. but I'm like, uh, I can do so much more and reach so many more people, and how can you do that through the power of video. And so that's really kind of how it started. And it's, it's grown and it's evolved. I now cover destinations mm -hmm. and I do a lot of different sponsorships. And then because of how it's just grown organically, I also am very much in tune to people that do follow. And so I have had people reach out for travel planning and I'm like, okay, ding, we'll add travel planning. I'm happy to work with people. On, you know, hospitality consulting. I've, I've worked with, uh, hospitality tech brands and this so really very much just kind of engaging in the day-to-day -day with you know the people that follow I'm able to see what they want and then I create that option and that avenue from that so you're just rolling with your punches you're, you've got that yes attitude you're like tell me what you want tell me what you need I'll create it for you yeah, exactly. Right? Very much so. I mean, for me, the passion is I love creating content. So I am a creative in that capacity. So, so long as I'm able to do that, that's what sort of drives me. Um, and in being able to inspire others to kind of tap into their passion. But I also realize that there are some other key strengths that I offer. So when people reach out to me for those other things, I'm like, sure, I can do that because I do that. So, um, and because you're yeah. a yes person and, exactly. it, and, and notice here, you guys listening right now, notice here the, what you heard a lot of stuff in the last 60 seconds, but what Sarah started that 60 seconds with was I figured out where I was an authority. Now, if you're managing any place in your life, that isn't coming from a place of authority or like massive self-worth, that's where you must start. If you're running around like with your arms like this, like crazy and your mind's spinning, you're not managing your mind, you're not managing your time, like you're just busy all the time, you don't know what you're doing, is because you have not established where your authority is. So that's just a really, I love that you brought that up. I love your language, Sarah. Okay, so, so, okay, so you created this brand that way. One thing that I think we skim over as business women or, you know, just as even like when we're going to start creating our brand is the importance of our tribe, but also the importance of, you know, bringing on the capital. 
because mm-hmm. sometimes we think we have to just like feed this thing ourselves mm-hmm. with our own money. Mm-hmm. Right. So bringing on sponsorships is kind of like doing a raise, if you will. So t- tell us how you get your sponsorships, what you offer them, because yeah. it's always what's in it for them. Right. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And, and how you did that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's also the key part is, is that I think it is important because obviously you don't want to just like put your capital into everything at the beginning. But I also think that people need to mind, be mindful that there is a phase of that you're mm-hmm. investing in yourself. Totally. And I think that's something to not necessarily be glazed over, but that is important. I think to all too often people want to just get to making money without building the groundworks and that you really have to build the frame. So obviously you want to be smart about it and do it in the most efficient way and cost effective way possible. But that once you build the right foundation, then going and getting sponsorships becomes so much easier because basically you have a breadth of work. You're proven in a certain way. So then all of a sudden the, the conversations with other brands or, or different sponsorship opportunities is very easy because you literally have your whole resume right there. So, I mean, obviously when you're working with, uh, with brands and sponsorships, you certainly want to keep in mind what they're looking for and, and you want to make sure that it, there's a ROI on what you're creating for them. Uh, certainly in the content creating space, it's a little bit trickier, um, but you always want to be kind of creative in, in doing that for them and be, making it the most positive experience uh, possible. So it is so tricky. So what would be an, a return of investment for a sponsor? Uh, I mean, it can, it can be multiple things. I mean, in, in my particular case, you know, I work with, you know, for example, hotel properties. So what they often try to do is they, they want to help drive traffic um, from a specific destination to their, their property. So let's say, you know, I worked with a bunch of hotels in Denver and they're really looking at tapping into the Los Angeles, uh, demographic travelers demographic. So they're really kind of looking for that uptick in travelers from Los Angeles going to Denver and then staying at their hotels and properties. So it can be as specific as that. Um, you know, I mean, it's, it, I think every, every case is so different. Um, but it's important to, to engage in that conversation. Yeah. Oh, how, how you you must travel a lot. I do, I do. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's go there for a second because some of the women watching travel a lot. I mean, I remember uh, working on cruise ships. I was constantly traveling back and forth all over the place. And then when I was an auctioneer living in LA, like I was telling you, I was going to the East Coast, you yeah. know, every Thursday and returning Sunday, and it wore me out. So I'd love to know, like, what did you do, or what do you do to keep your energy up? So simple. Um, three things, really. One, I stay active. So I make a point to work out minimum five days a week. I try to do anywhere from six or seven, and I always try to stay active on the road. Even if it's a short burst and it's not like a full hour, um, whether you just don't have the time or whatever the case is. So A, I always try to stay active. B, I actually always am taking daily vitamins. Sounds so silly, but if especially when you're traveling and you're exposed to so many different things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You really want to make sure that your wellness is intact. And then uh, the third thing is staying hydrated. Sounds so simple, but it's like those things make you strong because 
traveling is taxing. It's hard. You might not, your sleep gets thrown off. Your eating gets thrown off. So these are some simple things that you can just really work on that keep you strong. And I, I kid you not, I, I know that the working out thing is, is actually seems a little silly, but um, obviously if you're sick already, don't necessarily push yourself and go work out. Yeah. But what I find is that by making sure that I am active, uh, my body stays strong and mind as well too, which is a lot of, of why I do it. But, um, but those three things for sure. Do you ever get lonely? <laughs> you're so funny. You're like, dude, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Not so much when I'm traveling. Um, but I do get, I do get lonely at home just because of working weird hours, you know? And I think also so much as far as being an entrepreneur, you work weird hours. There are certain family events that you have to miss. There are, you know, your girlfriends are going out to dinner and you have a deadline and you just can't go out to dinner. So, or you're in yeah. Paris. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, it does get lonely, but the way I see it is, you know, if you have a core group of friends and family members that understand you and they understand what you're doing um, and they make the point to work with you with, with your schedule. You know, for example, I might not have a chance to go to dinner, but I can go to lunch with somebody or I can yeah. grab a coffee with somebody. And I really think that your true friends love you for all that you are. Mm -hmm. And they're happy with a coffee with you just as much as they'd be happy with dinner with you. So yeah, does it get lonely? For sure it does. But if you seek out those special moments to even if it's just like, 30 minutes with, with a good friend, it can, it can really make you feel. Okay. Special. I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you, but hang on because I'm missing the love. I'm missing the love. It's like, yeah, like coffee with my friend and like a birthday party with my sister or like whatever. But like, where is there, are you married? Are you in a relationship? Like, how does this work? Because, and the reason why I'm asking you is mm -hmm. because my fiance or my husband, whatever you want to call him, he travels a lot. And when I was traveling a lot, like we were, you know, and we almost broke up over it and we, we actually did break up over it, but then I got pregnant. So it was, you know, so yeah. I, I would, I, the reason why I'm asking you to go there, Sarah, is because I, I want to bring some light to the smart woman who's watching this, that's going, this travel's making me crazy. I'm so disconnected from my love. I don't have love. Mm -hmm. And so what can you share on this? Uh, well, I mean, you're right. It is. T I mean, it's tough. I mean, I am not, uh, I am not dating it. Well, I'm, I'm dating a couple people, but <laughs> a couple yeah. guys. Yeah. But you live in LA. Not, I mean, I know what you're doing. <laughs> exactly. Like, but, yeah. but I'm, it's not necessarily, you know, a full relationship. I think, um, for, for when you go at a certain pace, I think it is very hard to have a relate it's hard to start a relationship mm -hmm. if you have one you can kind of grow with it but it does take work 100 percent. but um i think it's really important that you find somebody that gets you and understands that pace mm -hmm. um and yeah it is tough but then once you get to a certain point and you're like okay like i need this then you have to make a point to carve out that time mm -hmm. so you can foster those love, those romantic relationships. Um, I happen to be currently in a situation where I don't have 
too, too much say I just have a lot on my plate. And so it's like, okay, this time period is going to be about me just really focusing on getting all of this work done. Okay. I know I'm coming to the end of that. Mm -hmm. Um, finally in April and it's like, okay, (sighs) take a deep breath. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So know that like the work and love and everything, there is an ebb and flow. And so it's like, if something's important, you just have to focus on it. Sure. And then you make time for it, but you have to make time for it. Okay. I love this. This makes sense. Okay. Because throughout this interview series, I'm hearing, you know, when I, when I interviewed Ed Milet, he's like, you know, you got to max out in one area of your life. Sometimes there's no such thing as balance. Sherry Salata just said the same thing. You know, she said, there's a season for everything. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just have to be okay with that season. So, you totally. know, smart woman watching, if you're immersed in your work right now, that's okay. But like Sarah said, you know, I know this ends for me in April and then I get to shift into my next ebb and flow is what you said, but it's, you know, into your next season or into your next area we're going to max out in. And don't forget that love is important. Connection mm-hmm. to your, you know, to your partner is important. Mm-hmm. So, um, Absolutely. Thank you for going there with me. I don't know that you were yeah. expecting that question. And no, so I wasn't expecting it, but it's but it is such an important question, and I think it's one that you know people do. I do have people actually ask me. They're like, "Wow, do you have time for a personal life?" And I'm like, "Not right now, but I will." And it's okay, and I'm okay with it, you know. But you have to make a point to have it, and that is just so your attitude, and you do it by default. It's just like um, no, but it's not no forever. It's just like not yet. Like, yeah. yes, but no, but yes. <laughs> yeah, but not right now because I'm yes. saying yes to something else. And yeah. I do love that you said that, um, that somebody else had mentioned seasons. And I think mm-hmm. that's so important. It, seasons, whether it's seasons that resonates with you or, or whether it's chapters, um, you know, there's so many chapters in a book. There's so many chapters in a year, you know, and so you can think about it like that. And, and you'll know, you'll know when you get to a certain point that you're like, okay, I need more me time. I need to focus on incorporating X, Y, Z into my life, um, whether it's, you know, more meditating or working out or, you know, just really kind of focusing on dating, you know, or your loved one if you already are in a relationship. Totally. My business coach said, you know what? I gave myself three months to find my husband and I did it. So it's like map your year out. Okay. That's impressive. (laughs) Right? Well, that's just, you know what? That's the power of an entrepreneur. That's the power of managing your mind. That's the power of manifesting the glory of God in your life and being expectant of what's to come. It's like, yeah, I am going to fall in love. Is it right this second? No, because I'm focused on this, but I do have a gap. And so that's what I'm going to do it. Yeah. You know, and believing that it's like, like, like that is actually what it takes. Mm -hmm. And if you can't believe in yourself, you need to borrow the belief of like someone like Sarah, someone like me to, to believe totally. in, in you. Yeah. I mean, the power of manifesting is so important. If there's anything if, if that I can just say to anybody, it's like, if you can just take the, even if it's five minutes, but if you can take 10 or 15 minutes at the start of a day and really kind of align yourself with what your goals are, work goals, relationship goals, financial goals, every day you take that moment to recenter and ground yourself. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how the path kind of opens up for you, mm-hmm. but you have to take the time to do that. And it's, and I get it. It's tricky. It's tough. Oh my gosh, I'm not a morning person. I don't want to wake up. Oh, I have to like wake up and run out the door. We have a gazillion excuses, but if we can just 
really rein that in. I mean, I can't tell you the number of times that like I've just been on a, a path that I've really focused on that and then stuff just happens and you're like, how did, how did that happen? But it's like, you were just being really focused and putting that intention out there. So, so I had to hop in on that because I know you mentioned manifesting. Okay. Um, it is really important. No, I love it. And, and it's, it's right on point for the series. It's exactly what this series is about. This, the series isn't about the surface stuff. It's really about getting down to the nitty gritty and what Sherry said, said on her interview, you know, what you're pretending not to know. Like, what are yeah. you pretending not to know? Are you pretending not to know that a morning routine is essential yeah. for your success? Because yeah. if you are, you probably have a worthiness issue. You don't want the success to begin with. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we wrap our minds around all these things that are complicated. Yeah. We, and we put too much pressure on ourselves for making things perfect. But yeah. here's the thing a morning routine can look like anything, it can look mm -hmm. like an hour in the gym, it can look like five minutes being silent. You know, it's just like, make what works for you and stick to it and follow through. So yeah. I, I love this, Sarah. No, this is really spot on. So, okay. Um, what else did I, did I want to, to ask you about? I think we've really gotten to all of it, but one thing that would be so valuable for my business mm -hmm. is, you know, creating travel plans that mm -hmm. are like, epic because when I go on a trip, I actually wanted to be epic because I only schedule in so many times to do these. Yeah, of course. You know? So I think that you're the girl for me. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I mean, it's, you know, for so many years, helping people kind of find and, and carve out those really special moments. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's been so great to, to help people do that, but I get it. I get it. So many people don't use all of their vacation time that they're allotted if they, you know, if they work at a job that gives them so much time. Um, or if you're an entrepreneur, we know that your job is 24-7. So to be able to shut off and unplug is so difficult to do. So absolutely. Uh, it's one of those things that's like, I take vacationing seriously, which sounds like a silly <laughs> thing to say, but... But it's true because you don't want to be that person that comes back from a vacation and is like, oh, I need a vacation from my vacation. I'm like, well, you didn't vacation properly if that's mm -hmm. the case because you have to make sure to plan to do all the fun things, to eat all the delicious, you know, meals that you might not normally have to then also have the rest time that you wouldn't normally have as well too. So all of those kind of factor into making, I think, an epic vacation. So where should I vacation next? What's your favorite place? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, gosh, there are so many in the U.S. or outside? Anywhere. You name it, girl. Anywhere, anywhere. Uh, you know what? This is going to seem interesting. Uh, Buenos Aires, Argentina. Cool. I love it. Because I think it's so often people think about going east-west and not going south. Uh -huh. And so it's different, yet... It is part of the Americas, so there's something that's not super foreign, yet obviously they speak another language, mm -hmm. and they're influenced by Europe. So it has this beautiful combination of all of these different cultures that is exotic, but not too crazy, and um, you know they really enjoy culture and dining, and mm. it's a really special place that I think a lot of people just don't think about. You're making me hungry. You're making me want to go to Italy and have like a pizza. Oh gosh, <laughs> pizzas in Italy, y'all. So Very cool. Okay, well, I'm going to let you go. But before we do, how can we 
get more of you because, and I, and for the person watching, for the woman watching right now, I want you to, to, to maybe even just go back and rewatch this because what's most important out of this is how she default reacts, her Mm -hmm. language that is automatic in her mind, Mm -hmm. debt to, yes, and, um, create, intention, you know, these words that she used, the, this is the language that we have to start using, that we get to start using. So how can we stay in touch with you? What can we get from you? Do you have any steps for us? What does that look like going forward? Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, I have created a, a sort of sales technique through the eyes of a concierge. So very much what I do as a concierge on a regular basis, um, bringing people in, engaging with them in a genuine way mm. and in essence selling them on this experience and and I think very much what I do on a regular basis ties into so much of what what everybody does you know whatever your company is whatever your genre is whatever you're trying to sell and generate more of uh, there is a concierge aspect to it because there's also a seamlessness so when you're able to kind of tap into that seamlessness, almost a white glove um, sort of technique. I love it. Um, yeah, you're able to, to do that. So uh, we will definitely share the link to that. Oh my goodness. And is it free? Is it $97? Is it $147? What is it? It's free. No way. Oh my gosh. Okay. Link is down here. That is so generous of you. Grab that for sure. Trust me having that no place to get yes attitude mentality. Like that's so invaluable to your sales cycle. If you are an entrepreneurial woman who is in sales of any kind, which I'm sure you are, Sarah, I absolutely have fallen in love with you. Thank you. I'm going to connect with you after to um, help me plan my honeymoon. Okay. Oh, I love it. That would be a pleasure of mine. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. Have a great day. Thank you. I want to thank you for listening and subscribing to The Smart Woman Show. My vision for you is that you would experience the same level of success me and my friends have. Break open that vision, girl. DM me on Instagram at Oldridge, and I will send you a link to book a free strategy call with one of my success coaches today. Let's do this.